Welcome to Forum Fashion episode 103. I uh, want to send a uh, shout out to everybody that has subscribed to our Patreon feed. Uh, I, I said it on the most recent episode. We're sorry we were uh, about a week late, which is unprecedented for us. Generally, we're very on time uh, with that. So we appreciate your patience. We'll make sure to adhere to the schedule like we normally do in the future. Um, it actually is going to feature this week's guests. So if you want more content with uh, Mr. Angel Garcia, you can subscribe to our Patreon feed at www.patreon.com slash forum of passion for $2 a month. And you're going to get uh, access to all the previous episodes that we have had uh, on the Patreon feed, as well as every you know new one we do each month on the last Friday of each month. Um, and, you know, we also give a shout out to everybody that is a new subscriber at the top of each episode. Um, so if you and if I remember and you have a band or something or a project, uh, a, a record label, anything, I'll try to give that a shout out as well. Um, and uh, um, this week's Patreon subscriber, uh, he needs no introduction, Mr. Luis Hernandez of Alpha and Omega, uh, California Cowboys. He's involved in a lot of art and, and event stuff in Los Angeles uh, to know G. Uh, Alpha and Omega is playing a show coming up uh, soon, so I'll give a shout out to that. Um, it's with uh, God's Hate on eight eighteen, the eight one eight San Fernando Valley. Um, if you look up any of their socials, you'll be able to find uh, any of the the details about that one. I'm sure it's going to sell out by the time that you hear this episode, but maybe you can find a way to get a ticket. Uh, next up, we uh, got a shout out to John Stone. Appreciate you, John. Thanks for joining us on Patreon over there. And uh, yeah, today's episode uh, features someone that, uh, you know, I've gotten the pleasure to know a little bit better in the past year and a half. And uh, I think this guy's awesome. Uh, I, I, I can sense that hardcore beats in his heart and he's uh, he's got like a, a great energy about him. He's uh, in a great deal of, you know, cool and active bands. And uh, for a, a man of his age is very worldly and, you know, has, has been around and, and done a lot um, more than, you know, some of his counterparts that are, you know, even older than him. Um, so I think that is, uh, that is something to be heralded today. We have, uh, as I spoke about earlier, Mr. Angel Garcia, Angel, how you doing, sir? What's going on, man? Hanging out. Chilling, chilling. Now, as we spoke about on the Patreon episode, you were on, uh, we, we did a, a few nods to Orange County, California. Uh, and I, I've known you to be an OC man, uh, since I knew who you were. Is that where you were born? Is that where your family originates? Uh, yeah, born and raised in Orange County. I think it's, what what, I, what part? I live. I lived in. Oh, I was born in Anaheim Hospital, but I've lived in Florida my entire life up until basically I turned eighteen. Gotcha. And then I moved to HB, and then so on. Okay. Now, as a kid, you know what? What kind? Like you know, what was your life like in in Orange County? Like big family, small family, like a lot of kids in the neighborhood, or was it more solitary? It was it was big family at first. We used to live in like crazy crammed apartments, and then the house I grew up in. It was like when we first moved there. It was like my grandma, my grandpa, my uncle, my aunt, like my other uncle and aunt, and oh, their wow. kids, and then me and Deep. my mom. Just the classic Mexican household. <laughs> about to say, <laughs> yeah, sounds it about was right. like fifteen people living in one house, and then that's that was like for a couple of years before everyone started beefing and everyone moved out, and it was like, uh, yeah, okay. but it was hectic for sure. Did you did you like it when they were all there, or was it like too much? I fight my cousins all the time. Me and my cousins <laughs> would always end up fighting, like fucking each other up. And then, like, just, what would that's kind of started. 
just I don't even know, dude, little kid. That's like what started the the beef between the adults was we'd all fight way too crazy. And like one time one of my cousins like swung me into the couch and gave me like the craziest hematoma on my forehead. And my mom just like slapped the shit out of him. And then my mom ended up whooping my aunt and it turned into this whole thing, dude. And that, that was like awesome. the start of everything. So, okay. Uh I mean, like did were you like damn this sucks they're like beefing or were you kind of like i don't know i beef i beef my cousin so i like, no, honestly it, it get out of here they all moved to like a house in the same neighborhood and mm. like just minus my family like my yeah. media family and then i wasn't allowed to go to like the parties and shit and like they always had jumpers and shit and i'd always try to make my way over oh. and like just kind of stare from the, they lived so there was a park between us basically so I just go hang out on that side of the park and just kind of watch and <laughs> just wish I could go and like slowly started creeping my way in. And then my dad would find out that I was there and beat the shit out of me. And it was just, pissed. It was fucked. Oh. He's like, don't fraternize with the enemy. That's like some yeah, Hatfield exactly. McCoy type shit. Like it's like my <laughs> family feud. Uh, so, you know, growing up there, a lot of family around at first. And, you know, it's like they're in the same neighborhood, but there's tension, you know, what have you. And, and this was Anaheim? Bulletin. Okay, I was born in Anaheim Hospital, but I lived in Fullerton my whole life. Got it. Um, and you know what, like, uh, what kind of things as a kid, away from kicking your cousin's ass, were you into? Skateboarding and music, dude. From the where? Game. How old were you when you started skateboarding? Like seven, dude. I remember just—I don't remember where it came from, but I remember there was a random skateboard of the house, and I would just ride it on my, like, sit on it, and go down the driveway. And then mm-hmm. eventually just started standing up and then figuring it out. But I think I was like seven and I've been, yeah. So I've been skating straight up since I was like seven years old. So you, so you were, you were young. Um, did like doing like, you know, doing that, you know, what have you like, you know, like testing it, testing it out kind of. So something that, something that I kind of noticed about you is that you, you seem to take to things pretty quickly. If, yeah. if you're, if you're into it, I've like from afar noticed that about you, like be it like tattoo work, music and you know like potentially skateboarding like when you were doing that as a kid did it like did it come easier to kind of take you a while uh yes and no like i was definitely comfortable on it getting tricks and stuff was uh i feel like a couple months of me just fucking relentlessly being outside but once i got it i just never stopped sure uh did you like meet other kids that were like into that because i mean you're that young i Uh, feel like it could go either way me and my older brother used to skate. And then like, as I got older, when I was like nine or 10 found, like I was just skating at that park that I was talking about. And these other kids came up to me and I was like, what the hell is more. And they like, turns out there was a bunch of kids in the neighborhood that skated. So I just grew uh, up skating with all that. Okay. Were these kind of like your first, like you're like your first group of friends or, or like, no, you know? cause I had at school, we, a bunch of us skated. Like they used to be like, at that time, skateboarding was just fucking huge. And, like, we used to skate during recess and stuff, and, like, play skate and, like, all that shit. And then I remember we got a new principal, and they cracked down on it and, like, started taking skateboards away and stuff. But, like, I had all my little friends. Like, I've been pretty much skateboarding since, like, second or third grade, and, like, so have all my friends. So I had all those group of people. But, like, in my immediate neighborhood, that was, like, my first, like, group of friends outside of school because they were a little <laughs> older. So they were, like they were already in middle school when I was like in fourth or fifth grade. This sort of makes sense too. Cause this would have been probably around like what, like Oh five, Oh six. 
probably something like right, that. Right around there. The skateboarding was doing it was having like this like other boom around yeah, like the, the mid two thousands for sure. It was very, very big. Um so you know you're doing that and, and you and you talked about how you were like also like you know into into music at when you're like around the same age, seven. Dude, what, yeah, what I, I don't know. I don't remember how it happened, but dude, I was like the second grader rocking like Marilyn Manson shirts and like Rob Zombie and like all that shit. And like my parents are hella beaner and don't know, barely speak English, you know? Like, so I don't really remember where this came from. I feel like just watching like MTV had a ball and just seeing all that shit and like going to the mall and seeing Hot Topic and going in there and buying all these shirts. But like, I remember all my teachers when I was little were just like, how the fuck do you know who these people are? And then, cause they'd ask yeah. me and I got like genuinely liked it. Cause I used to have these like live DVDs that I worshiped and it was like Marilyn Manson, Slipknot, mm-hmm. uh, ACDC, Guns N' Roses and Bullet for Bible. So that, how that would you, like, how would you get these? Would you ask your parents for them? Or? Dude, I, some of them, I think my uncle gave me cause we had, we had I think that might've been where it came from. But I had like one uncle, like the classic Mexican uncle that just loves Marilyn Manson and like the Smiths yeah, and all that dude. stuff. Okay. And just, like, awesome. <laughs> And he was just like hella tattooed, and he was like the only person in the family like that. He was on my mom's side, and then I remember he'd get hella drunk and ask us to play Marilyn Manson because I remember when I first started playing drums when I learned how to play beautiful people on drums. I thought I was a god. So oh, me and yeah. my brother would just play that for him over and over again. Your brother played music too. Yeah. Okay. So you you so you're, you're you were you were put on potentially uh, by your uncle and kind of like like. I won't call it a new metal du jour because it's like Marilyn Manson is kind of something different, but like, it's like kind of like all darker alternative of the, of like the mid two thousands, you know? And like, yeah, you're into, the, you're into like the vibe, the shirts, like, you know, and everything. You're not just kind of just like, like, like only listening to it, you know, what have you. So you're skating, you're, you're, you're like listening to this, like, and you're watching these like live DVDs. Oh, dude, Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk for sure did it for me, bro. Straight that up. is. Tony Hawk Pro Skater Three. I remember because I don't know where I found Green Day, but I fucking loved Green Day. And there was a mm-hmm. famous record store called Biotic Records in Orange County, and the original location was in Fullerton, across the street from where Program is. And mm-hmm. there was a ninety nine cent store that I used to go to with my mom all the time. And I remember walking by, just like, like, what the fuck is this? And seeing that the the Green Day hand grenade, and mm-hmm. just oh, dragging my mom in there, and just like. That the first CD I ever bought was American Idiot, and that okay. like changed the game for me. And God, what was that? Two thousand four, five? Yeah, two thousand four, I think. Yeah, so you're so you're you're a youngin. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, uh, and okay, this this makes sense. So you kind of found like it's like the proxy of your uncle, but kind of on your own. You sort of found like, oh, yeah. like this looks cool. Yeah, definitely me and my brother playing Tony Hawk and just like all that shit. It was just like yeah. what got everything started. And I remember, I don't remember how it happened, but oh, I think there was a band in school and I really wanted to learn how to play drums. So mm-hmm. I was like percussion and I had like a little practice pad and like begging my dad and I got a pair of drumsticks and a practice pad and I'm like in fourth grade doing like band. Okay, so you're, so you're like, you're still around this age and before, when you start like like actually yeah. attempting to Definitely. play music exactly yeah and like that probably makes sense because like you're like watching the li- these like live videos and stuff yeah. being like these people look bomb as fuck i want to like yeah. you know, do that or whatever seeing joey jordison fucking drum dude insane 
what and is that like like i was going to ask what drew you to drums i don't do i don't i honestly well i'll tell you this i got the first instrument i ever got was a guitar okay i think it was like 2004 2005 immediately when i was like found green day or whatever mm-hmm. i get a guitar for christmas it was i remember the fender starcaster it's like their beginner line that comes with the amp and shit and i remember going straight out of the box plugging it in full blast singing i wish i could find this tape because it was like on a tape of me just singing waking me up when september ends and in my head i was playing a note for note just killing it and it was i remember watching it back a few years later going dude what the fuck was i (laughs) what is this (laughs) i tried playing guitar hated it i was like this sucks and i think my guitar just i just threw it in the closet and never took it out again and then i got i got interested in drums i think from band like mm-hmm. seeing someone at school playing on a practice pad when I was in elementary school. And that was like, what was like, Oh, this is like, I don't need a full drum set. I can just do it on that. When did you eventually get a full drum set? I think when I was in fifth grade. Okay. So not, te- not terribly long yeah. after this. No, I, I do the like begging my dad for like six months every day to get me a drum set. And one day yeah. he like caved and he was like, all right, let's go. And we got in his truck and got a drum set. Your parents seem pretty supportive. Uh, yes uh, at that time yes okay there was like a switch where all of a sudden my dad fucking hated my guts but when we were when i was little me and him had like the best relationship but then yeah something happened i'm not too sure what but it just completely went left but uh yeah he got me that drum set and i remember just dude there was this old there was a neighbor i had his name was george tanner Mm-hmm. Old, old, old school kids of the black hole era, Fullerton punk. Oh, sick. Wow. So, and okay. he was a drummer and drummed with all, he like knew all the adolescents, knew all of those people. Mm-hmm. And he lived two houses down from me and he had sick. a drum set. And I remember I would just go and watch him play. And I remember I bought a drum set. He heard it, walked over, tuned it for me tell me how to play one beat and then said there you go i remember him going remember that's one, all you need two, three four one and then just going that's all you got to do on the three hit the snare on the one hit the bass drum keep your right hand going and then he left and then uh literally walked up shot told me that and then i just fucking blew my mind sat there for yeah. hours until i figured it out and then i think like a two weeks later came by showed me how to do a dv that's and so then, cool dude dude it was he is a big reason why i play drums because he would pass me like once i got better symbols would come my way i got a new drum mm-hmm. set because of him. there's like a a famous there's not a famous photo but like a cool photo from when i was younger where you could see me with the pearl drum set with bull stickers on it that's a uh-huh. drum set he gave me once that's i got so better sick. he passed me on his old drum set and just like kind of put me on to a lot of oc punk and shit what, what awesome. kind of stuff is he showing you? Like adolescence, DI, uh, yep. fucking like basically all the Orange County punk dude. Like, it was like uh, Vandals, maybe or um, TSOL. If TSOL, we're going kind of like for that sure. Era. Yeah, he was like, yeah, because he, he was he would just tell us like, yeah, I used to hang out at the black hole, and I was like, yeah, this is the coolest fucking this guy in the guy's world. Fucking legend. Dude, yeah, no, the black hole is across the street from my uh, my middle school. No doubt. So, yeah, Shit. it's in Fullerton. So it's uh, it's in Fullerton off of Wilshire. And, he, uh, I, well, I remember, I'm trying to think of other stuff like, well, I guess, social distortion. 
Yeah, time so period. Still the story. So fun fact, my remember I told you my family was beefing. They mm-hmm. moved to Mike Ness's like childhood home. No, that I, read an interview where he said he lived across the snack bar, and that's where my fucking like, there it is. Damn, like, dude. dude, there it is. The OC punk roots are deep. Dude, that's <laughs> what I'm saying, dude. Look at that, like, bro. Yeah, so the, the black hole is across the street from my old middle school, and across the street from my middle school on the other side, there's a big thing in the concrete where Ness wrote social D on like a big, like when it was like wet concrete, that's just still Vision. running from the fucking, what awesome. like eighties, nineties. And it's fucking insane. Hell and yeah. then just growing up, one of my friend's dad was bear bird. Instead. Oh, yeah. Damn. So it's just okay. like, yeah, it's just crazy, dude. The shit goes pretty deep. And I've, dude, I've been involved because before hardcore, I was, I've been playing in bands since dude, I was 12 years old. So that, and that's probably relatively soon after this time period. If you get the drum yeah, set exactly. when you're in fifth grade, yeah. you're like 10. I'd so what playing. ends up being the first, what ends up being your first band? Uh, me and my older brother had a Scott punk band. Which very OC makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was, you know, we've been claiming OC. I've been claiming Orange County since that era. We have a respect. song called OC, not LA, where we used to like, Beef LA. Scott love that. And shit love, like that. Love, love and it's always just been, being like dude, that. Yeah. And then we'd go to LA and like play this song and just think we were so sick. But yeah, we got y'all. Got y'all, yeah. man. <laughs> okay. So, and like, what kind of stuff was this band like? What, what influenced by? Gee, I don't even fucking know. Like, honestly. I feel like was it a like, lot of. Because you said like, you said was, like ska. It's like, I'm like, like, what kind of ska stuff were y'all listening I to? I guess like, dude, we used to cover Sublime. We used to cover Date Rape. Okay. So, like, Okay. very punk very ska with like reggae in it sure, and like of course that's where like and then there's like one song that had a breakdown where i had a china and Duh. just would go you gotta have <laughs> dude <laughs> i had a tennis i love i love a middle school down. high school band where you're just like any idea you have you're like yeah let's just dude, dude, yeah let's do it that i ever played was in that band too of course of course dude ska punk band with breakdown and two set parts. Yeah. Like, like, why not? What was the band called? The Anchor Babies. Hell yeah. It's good. It's not, yeah, it, it, for the, for the style and everything like that, we're, we're, we're hitting the nail on the head. Did you guys like play like, like gigs and stuff or, well, oh, I guess you had to, if you yeah. played like in, in LA and everything. First so like, show, how did that work first, first show I ever played was at this little coffee shop in Fullerton. It's not around anymore. It's called Max Blooms. Mm-hmm. That was the first show we ever played. And at the time, there was like a me and all my friends were like the Fullerton punks, and there was like the Anaheim punks and all that shit. So there was like a whole era of like 2012 to 2015 where Fullerton had like a cool punk scene again. And then how how would you met these people? Just sitting and with my brother okay. and shit. Like he was in school and he was like four years older than me. So I was the youngin around everywhere. That's why it's like everyone else was like 16, 17. I was 12 years old. Got it. Got it. Okay. Okay. And so you're, you're playing around, you're playing in Fullerton, playing around Orange County, you're playing in LA. Yeah. The first show I ever, second show we ever, like first real show we played was our second show. We played Chain Reaction. I don't remember who we played it with, but there's like an old photo of me and like a, the chocolate skateboards t-shirt when I was like fucking tiny, just playing Chain Reaction and shit. So it's just hella funny. And then I remember people just could not believe how young I was because yeah. For how young I was, I was a solid drummer, and I could I, we would cover date rape, and I'd be able to play those drums, and they have those like little yeah. drum fills, shit, nail it, and like, shit. yeah. So you you do this like you know like how long does this band like last? 
probably until like 2014, 2015. So it was like two or three years, three, three to four years, something like that. Okay. We played a lot of shows. Dude, there was a minute where like we were the band in Orange County. And dude, we would be asked to play shows and we charge people like five hundred dollars. And I ended up buying a drum set from that. Nice for you as kids, dude. nice for y'all. Yeah, Shit. dude, it was crazy. We were like the it band in Orange County for a second. And like so that? everyone wanted us to play. And we dude, there were like a time when we were beefing like these Anaheim drunk punks and shit and just like that whole shit and just it's <laughs> funny. So man. if you started that when you were ten and well, or 12 or, or so. Okay. Yeah. 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 Cause it was a couple years later. Cause you got the drums and you were 10. So yeah, that would have been like what? Like 2012. Yeah. No, 14. Exactly. Yeah. 2012. Then, I was in eighth grade. Okay. And then you, and so you guys played for like a couple years, you know, yeah. around, around and everything. Like, I think until I was a sophomore, it was a thing. What, what ended up making it like, what ended up being the reason you guys stopped? Uh, I don't remember. Honestly, I don't really. I think we just stopped. Uh, shows were just not happening anymore. Every uh, every Uh-oh. show would keep getting raided and stuff, so it kind of just stopped. Where were gigs? Where were gigs being held if they were getting raided? Just backyard punk shows. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I remember too. We played. We asked to play this one show, and we were told it was an abandoned house. And we pull up, and it's literally like a house with no drywall in it. Like it's just being built. And we were there. It's like, no, nah, it's good. It's good. So we start playing. And then, dude, I remember being like 14. There's a photo I'll show you where it's like, I'm tiny. I have long hair and I have a beanie with DRI patch on it. And uh, oh, I see the picture. You show. posted it yeah. recently. And I was yeah. like, so I was that like, oh, one, man, little boy. <laughs> we, uh, cops come in, guns drawn, canine, helicopter above us, just fucking crazy. Nice. And then you're, uh, you're young as, it, as all it hell. Was, it, it was not an abandoned house. It was a house that was being rebuilt and we just broke into it. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, Shit, man. So, you know, it's interesting too because like, I feel like something that's distinctly California by like to the difference like from out west and by comparison to the east coast is that, you know, growing up, like, like there's no basements out here. No. So, it, It'd be like when I would grow up and like being playing bands and stuff, you play like a lot of basements. Um, and it like it's like police would for sure bust those up every so often. But what helped is that because it's underground, it's like you had a little bit of insulation of sound. So yeah. it's like the noise complaint wouldn't be like as bad. But if you're playing in someone's backyard, you know, different story. It's like you're you're yeah, out there, sure. you know. Um, so you know. You said that like locally shows kind of stopped being as prevalent when you were like what, like 16, 15? 15, 16. I remember we started doing shows at our local skate park because it was like in the deep cuts of the park. It was like a park. There was a skate park mm-hmm. in the corner next to the railroad track. So it was perfect. And uh, so we'd throw shows and shows in the bowl. Oh, like sick. generator and shit. And so then, lit, dude. And then the first show was awesome. Second show. There's a huge brawl between the punks and the skaters, and then the third mm. show, same shit, and the cops just cut it. And the what? third time, they were like almost confiscated all our gear. Wait, so you you being a person that skateboards, like, what's the, were you like? What side of that were you on? Uh, I was setting up, we're getting ready to play. And okay, I so you weren't you weren't on either out. side yeah. of the, of the yeah. Okay. I was I was just kind of like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> because it started. I remember when it started, people were fighting, and they were like fighting and they fell off the ramp straight oh, to the floor and then we're just still fighting and i was just like holy shit dude and i saw that dude i saw so many people get truck slapped that day 
I saw someone oh. break their board on someone's back. I was like, how Ooh. is that even possible, dude? Ooh. Yeah. Dude. Damn it, baby. Yeah. Uh, how would you, I forgot to ask this earlier, you know, it was you and your brother. Who else was el- else in this band? Was it like friends of yours or friends of your brothers? Friends of my brothers. Okay. Okay. Being like a little bit older, you know, yeah. uh, and, and everything. Um, so, you know, the anchor babies stops, like, you know, there's not places to play locally. You're, it doesn't sound like you're driving probably at this point or like able to like, you're Dude, probably I didn't start driving till this year. No shit. <laughs> Bro, how the fuck do you get her? Like, how did you like live? <laughs> Dude, I don't fuck. I would Uber everywhere. Shit was terrible. Dude, especially out here, dog. <laughs> like, Dude, oh, I was back. No I was idea. back in Virginia this weekend, and I was like, uh, I was like, should I rent a car? Then I like, I just remembered. I was like, oh yeah, Uber's here, are like nine dollars. And I was like, oh, never mind. I'm, I'm not doing all that. So, uh so okay. So, so this stops, and like you know, be it that it sounds like something that you're like really into. Like, were you like immediately like, I just need to go ahead and start another band. Or uh, yes and no. So I started working on a program when I was fifteen. So okay. I've been I've been going to programs since before it even opened, Crazy. because they used to have a different skate shop in Fullerton called Shelter, and that's okay. where Chris used to own that. And I remember being a broke little kid, and Chris Chris has known me probably since I was eight years old, because I would go in there with my dad like once every six months, and he'd sell me a super cheap uh, board for cheap because I didn't have a lot of money. Awesome. And so I've always remembered that. And then I remember programs across basically across the street from my childhood home. I remember cool. just skating by. I was just skating in that parking lot all the time and just seeing Chris and I recognized him from shelter. And I was like, what are you doing here? And he was like, there's going to be a skate shop right here. And I was like, no fucking way. Crazy. And then, yeah, so I saw them like tearing out the floors and redoing it. And then I like literally bought a skateboard the day program it opened. So I've been That's around awesome. since like before day one. And like at that time, before the band stopped playing, I remember begging after the Bane show. Mm-hmm. That was like the first show program I had. I remember begging Chris to let my band play there. Wait, like Bane every played day, there? Bane and Cool Hand played there. That is that was the cr- first show ever. Dude, I just, yeah, I know the spot's small, so I'm like, yeah, it fuck. was. Uh, they played twice. So how, the, they how let, that worked? All the people that didn't get in. Oh, second show for that. that's pretty lit dude honestly yeah, like dope. accommodate everybody like that uh what what was your like you know it sounds like you were like having you were having a, a fucking blast like outside of like school and stuff with like skating and like playing in a punk band that like people gave a shit about and like you know yeah. like showed out for you know what have you what was life like like at at like school Dude, I didn't give a fuck. Yeah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> School has never been my shit, like, ever. Yeah. I, would I had, a, had a feeling. But, dude, it was fucking not my jam, for sure. Yeah, I feel I feel like, especially when you're, like, at, at that age, too, when you're, like, doing, like, such cool stuff, you're like, oh, why the fuck would I give a fuck about this? Yeah, the only thing I cared about in school was music classes. Like, of course. That's it. Yeah. And at this time, like, you're, you know uh 14 15 16 what have you is is your like has your taste morphed at all or is it still largely kind of like all the same i think it's mostly the same honestly i think once i turned 15 16 i got shown citizen and like the story so far and all that okay and i used to hate all that dude yeah i was like big like punk 
little kid. Like, oh, bro. if it wasn't punk, I don't fucking want it. Like, I was the same way when I was that dude. age. Like, it was like anything poppy, anything like that. I was like, get away from me. Dude, straight up. Even for a long time, I thought I hated hardcore because mm-hmm. I same thought here. hardcore was like that a day to remember bullshit. Oh, okay. And well, that's yeah. what everyone called it. And I was just like, oh, that's hardcore. And I was like, dude, the hardcore is fucking whack. Yeah, that's like, what that is. It's I not for fucking me. hated it, dude. And then, <laughs> so and then there was a time where, like, I think after all that punk shit, I decided I didn't want to be look like that anymore and be like grimy. So yeah. I like, try to clean up. And like, I think junior year of high school, I was like pretty clean cut and sure. just like stopped wearing patches and all that shit. I was kind of just like, this is kind of lame. Yeah. And then. Cause I, that's like when I was younger, I like, I wasn't always straight edge. I, I was, I started being straight edge in like sophomore year. And before that I was like, there's old fit, like photos of me just fucking wasted and like crossfaded out of my mind. And like, were you like, like listening, old. were you like listening to straight edge music when you were like a sophomore or was it just kind of like the idea was appealing to you? I think the idea was appealing because mm-hmm. my dad's a you know, fucking alcoholic. And I think yeah. I caught myself being like that. And I was like, I'm good off this sure like i don't want any resemblance to that motherfucker so i was just like fuck it and then i'm uh, I'm gonna do the opposite yeah no i feel that for sure and then uh i like yeah so i get shown like citizen story so far all that shit and i'm wow this is a whole new world Hmm. and i ended up playing like guitar and like a little emo band when i was in high school what was it called senior year uh they're still around they're still playing it's a band called andy's room but it was like at the time it was a band called floorboards and it was like way different Okay. But, and like, uh, was it like, like citizen and story so far or did it take? No, it was, it was, I think it was way more pop funky. Okay. Like more, also more like we had like crazy time signatures because we were trying to be like hella mathy and like, well, emo shit, you know? real, so real like, emo is like that. So yeah, that kind of like, exactly. so we had like shit like that. And I remember that was like the first thing I played guitar in. Oh, you play guitar. Okay. Yeah. I played so you had gotten back band. into that. Yeah. Okay. I ended up, yeah, I ended up over the years learning how to actually play guitar. Okay. And then, well, uh, seventh grade, I started playing bass in band. Got and it. I picked it up really fast. And then eighth grade, I was in jazz band and all that stuff. And all of high school, I was in jazz band. And once I got into high school, I took guitar class. And that's where I learned how to play guitar. Were you doing like competitions and stuff with that? Or with, like, uh, jazz marching band? band? Eventually, I was. Oh, because you were doing marching but, uh, band. Okay. Yeah, I, I did every single music class that was available. Sick. I just wanted to play music. Hell yeah, hell yeah. So so I so I was like I was thinking I was like okay if if he's doing all stuff in school I feel like there's there's got to be some type of like performance aspect. Yeah, to I, mean, it. I was doing marching band. Okay, and we do parades and all like competitions and shit. Sure. I play trumpet, so that's where the trumpet you see in the photos and shit comes from. Oh so fuck! Fact, okay. Uh, before the cancellation, uh, Dave from Culture Beast bought me a trumpet. Oh to damn! Play, to play with them. So I learned about that. Would have been cool on trumpet. Yeah, it was fun. Damn. It was a cool idea. So what? You play trumpet, guitar, bass, drums. Anything okay. else? Okay, all right. Okay. I still a fair amount of shit. Um, <laughs> so you, uh, you know, at this time, you know, you're, you're playing in. Uh, you, you said it was like floorboards. Then what was the other name? Andy's room. Andy's room. Okay, so you're, you're playing in that. How had you met these people? Uh, they're all just my peers in high school. Okay. And I think, I don't remember. I think I've known most of them from like 
just seeing him around middle school and then like kind of getting older and like, Hey, you play drums. And like, hey, you play guitar and just like mm-hmm. shit like that. Right. And then I uh, like, I'm so pretty good friends. I'm, I'm so pretty good friends with all of them. The drummer, uh, his dad was a tattoo artist and now he's tattooing and his dad gave me my first tattoo when I turned 18. Very and sick. like, so it was just like, everything is kind of intertwined in a way, but sure. You also, it's like, I'm, I'm thinking about this here. It's like, you know, you're playing a lot of, of like, of music and stuff. What kind of gigs are you going to kind of at this time? Uh, I was working at program, like I said, so I go okay. to every single show that was at program. Anything, so like, anything there, sure. All the Fury, like mm, that era, yeah. like 20, the 2013, 2013 to 2015 golden yeah. era of program shows. Because they're going, like, like, yeah, Fury's yeah. going hard. Yeah. Suburban Fight just started. And oh, it's yes. like that shit. So I saw okay. every single one of those. And I think that's what really sucked me in was just seeing everything. Seeing, I remember loving Disapproval and then one day just coming to the shop and they were playing and I was like, oh, oh yeah, God, good band. And Damn. just like seeing Disapproval and Upset, New Brigade, uh, Fury, Forced Order, just like all those bands just playing over and over and over again. This makes just sense. Up and see, like, dude, it's. Because yeah, I was I'm like a little of- kid behind the counter. I'm thinking about stuff. I'm thinking about dare and I'm now like, okay, discrepancy, disapproval, enough said fury. Like I'm like, Oh yeah. If this is the kind of stuff that you're like growing up seeing yeah. some of the ingredients from that makes sense. Dude, dare was solely based off of minority unit and new brigade and, and new brigade too. Yeah, precisely. And that, that makes complete sense. Makes complete sense. Um, okay, cool. I like, I like, I mean, I like minority unit, uh, a lot, but I also I like New Brigade a lot as well. Um, but yeah, I was I like I feel like people listening. Uh, if you're younger, maybe you don't know about that band. Go try to find the music. It's it's very cool. Um, so you you know are seeing so by proxy you're working there. You're seeing all the stuff that's coming through yeah. the program. What's going on in Orange County at that time uh, and everything? What uh you know and, and you're and you're playing in Andy's room. How long do you do Andy's room for? Like a year. They ended up kicking okay. me out because I, I sucked at guitar. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, All right. Yeah. So that was like my senior year of high school. Okay. So, you know, like there again, you're, you're like kind of like, like no band at that time after you get kicked yeah, out. Yeah. So right after, right, basically right after I got kicked out, I was like super bummed about it. Mm. And like, it was like, there was talks of like label talks and shit because we were young kids, you know. Yeah. And then I was just like, my music career is over. Like I can't <laughs> of you think believe that. it. I <laughs> was just like, how? Like my one shot of being a musician for my life is fucking over. And I was so bummed. Yeah. And then Dare starts. How and how would, how would Dare come together? So funny enough, the first Dare show, it was me and my brother, and then the guys that were some of the guys that are in in andy's room oh interesting and because uh, we just wanted a play super bad okay and then i was like so we just put together a lineup of was random. was your like like these people straight edge as well yeah okay got it at the, at the time i think they all broke but sure uh yeah so we just wanted to play a show and that was it where was the show at program of course okay makes sense um and like was it like a like, like a particular lineup or was it just like we just like really want to play it was a band uh time that was 
I looked up to is a band called Pro Youth that was okay. from like LA or like the San Gabriel Valley or some shit like that. And they were straight as me. Okay. Okay. So you, you, you end up playing with them. And then how does, you know, you at this point, you know, you're like what, 18. Yeah. I was a fresh 18. You know, you've experienced like, like a lot of time of playing in like bands that like people care about a lot locally. And you've done like a little bit of traveling around Southern California and stuff. By comparison, how did people receive Dare initially? Was it like immediately they thought it was cool or did it take time for people to kind of warm up? I think it took a long time for it to warm up, honestly. I think yeah. people hella did not like us for a long time because the demo was out and then we had mm-hmm. to delete it because Reaper picked it up. And then um, so people did not like us for a long time because they're like, who the fuck are these people and why are they on Reaper? And sure. I think so people used to fucking hate us. How how would the Reaper Connect happened? Uh, I think we honestly just emailed it. We emailed Makes it to sense. everybody we could, and then yeah. Kitzel responded. And Kitzel said, "Let's do like, hey, okay. seven inch." And I'm like, "Okay." Chill. The only the two people that hit us back, React and uh, Reaper. React was like, "Cool," but no thanks. And Reaper. Uh, and I, I remember going to a show at Program and like handing Nick from Discrepancy like our demo and just being mm-hmm. like, "Hey, can you check this out?" And just like we had physical CDs that we were like handing out. Sick. To. Love that. What, what year was this? 2016, 20 okay. or end of 2016. That makes sense because I feel like as a, as a guy that was did two LPs on react, I feel like in 16, like around like the last mindset show, that label started to slow down like quite a lot. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I feel like y'all would have been probably pretty prime to be on that. Had it been like, three years earlier. Yeah. Um, but I feel like Evan started slowing the operation down uh, around that time. Um, so, okay. So, you know, you, you get it, uh, you know, Kitzel picks it up uh, and everything. And again, you know, people are like, who the fuck are these guys? You know, yeah. really all you did was just actually just shop your Timbo. Yeah. It worked out. Like, yeah. Uh, um, and so people hated us. And then, uh, play shows here and there and then we had like a crazy lineup change where i switched from drums and vocals and oh, then, you weren't even a singer initially no i was a drummer whoa i didn't know that okay um yeah. who who was singing all the brother okay gotcha okay so it, it, did he like quits or uh the water gets a little murky right there okay Some shit and then i i, I yeah so some some allegations come out. I drop sure. them. I have extra out of my life ever since that day, okay. basically. But uh, I was just like, well, I'm not going to stop this, man. So I just yeah. started singing. You you know you took the you took the reins. Yeah. You know exactly. yourself. You're like, all right, like this is cool. I fuck with this. I'm gonna I'm gonna get rocking with it. Exactly. And then ended up doing a territory right after. And like that was how would it. how would wow? That's, so you guys are pretty new. Boom. My, my first tour ever on vocals is terror how did that how did that come to be Kitzel. Kitzel oh that makes vocal. sense yep so I, vocal new. I remember playing a random show at a spot in the puente called bridgetown diy mm-hmm. and scott vogel pulled up and i was just yeah. like what the fuck is what this the fuck, bro? yeah and then he like he was like hey i came here to see you guys like you guys are awesome like you guys That's are so cool. signed my friend's label and i was like what the fuck is going on? Where's dude? my life, brother? Yeah, yeah. and then awesome. shortly well, after we get offered a territory, and it was Dare, Misery, Dare. Well, that's a great tour. 
It's a great, especially like right. It's like is that is that seven inch era misery? I think it is. No, they're uh, LP was already out. LP was out. Okay, okay. So it was, was twenty seventeen. Okay, yes, yeah. LP would have been out. Yeah. So okay, so you get you you start out, you get big time, like you know, real quick. Yeah, um. So you and how, like where was this tour too? Had you like done a lot of traveling outside of California or? Uh, prior to Dare, I've been to Utah once and I've been to Mexico once. Okay, that was it. That, that's it. Okay, and then so that was my first time in Washington. Oh no, there was a Dare drug control tour. That was oh, the first cool. time I ever left like California. Sure. I went to Washington and all that stuff for the first time. And then when we went, so it was like we did that tour. That's when I was still drumming. That was my first tour ever. We come back, all that shit happens. We go through the lineup change, and then I, I immediately, we immediately go back like three months later with Terror. So it's just like basically the same. Fuck, it was just West Coast. Yeah. Okay, so it's just like up, up to up to Washington, and then and then yeah. like back down or something. Okay. Exactly. Okay. So I mean, like, how how did that go? Did it like you know what was it like what you expected or you know like what, what was the energy? Was fucking awesome, dude. Hell yeah. It was like the most fun I've ever. I remember Scott loving us specifically because mm-hmm. we would mosh, we'd play, go off. Like at that time, I was fucking eighteen. My fresh knees going off the yeah. entire set. All of us. Uh, you still, don't then, say your stuff short. You still go off now, don't. Dude, <laughs> well, nowhere near as much as I used to. Straight up, me, yo, bro. I'm I'm ten years your senior. I'm yeah. still in it, <laughs> but I but I am also nowhere close. It's like. Nowhere close to what I was yeah, yeah. like, uh, you know, at, at, at that time. So I hear you. Yeah, but we would play and then immediately just mosh to misery the entire set and then stage dive and mosh for terror the entire yeah. set. And yeah. so that was like five days of us just getting hurt. Cool. And I think they were just Love like, it. these kids are sick. Yeah. I mean, it's, and I, that's the kind of thing too. Is like, I know Scott loves that shit where it's like, he sees yeah. like, it's like, yeah, get off stage. They're active. They're in it. Uh, so you guys end up doing that. And then, you know, it's like you have a record coming out. Um, what, you know, I'm sure the energy is really solid and good. Kind of like, what was the next, and you're at a high school at this point too. So it's like, yeah. are you, are you like, you're other than working at program, are you doing anything else or are you just kind of doing that? Uh, at that time, eight, uh, 18, a uh, bunch of shit, my dad blew up too. So I moved mm-hmm. out at 18. Okay. I moved okay. to HB. Gotcha. And, and was that then, was just like you move in with friends or you like solo? Like, yeah, I moved in. Oh, I had a coworker that she was like my little sister. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, Hey, a room, like my mom's trying to like, like we got this duplex and we can't afford it on our own. Would you want to move in with us? And I was like, yep. Moved out in a week. How was like, did you, did you like, like Huntington more than Fullerton or? Uh, at that time, I've only been to Huntington beach like three times in my life, oh, but okay. I was just like, needed to get the fuck out of Anything the house. Is better so than, took, yeah. Than so I took the first opportunity I got yeah, and then moved to HB. Didn't have a car. Didn't know HB at all. Mm-hmm. Didn't have any furniture. Didn't have, I slept on the floor for like the first six months. Just like yeah. so fucked, dude. <laughs> but I was just, I did not need to be in the house anymore. Yeah. And then we ended up getting evicted from that house because the landlord did some bullshit on us. And then I lived in some like random Vietnamese family's house for like three months that I found out. Yeah. What? And okay. then it was fucking awful. I almost ended up fighting one of the guys. And then I was like, I'm what was the deal? Were they just like getting pissed at you about like when you uh, came the in guy, it, was, it was like 9 p.m. and I was showering and he started fucking banging on the door saying, how fucking dare you? Yada, yada, yada. And I, I remember being like, that shower was like 
euphoria because I was so calm and just finished <laughs> my shower. Like, I remember drying off like the most calm I've ever been just because I knew the second I opened that door, I was going to beat the shit out of this guy. <laughs> So I was just like, all right, this is going to happen. Yeah, I'm just going to take my time. And then when I open this door, here we go. Okay. So that wasn't. And then, yeah, so I moved to HB and it was, life was different for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Did like, so, you know, you're, you're there, but, but you, you're doing dare. And I I guess there's a sort of freedom to kind of be like, all right, I'm going to deal with anybody at home. Like I got some kind of bullshit going on with getting evicted and living with this like family or whatever. But like, you know, there's a certain freedom to being like, but I don't got to answer nobody but me. Exactly. It was, it was awesome. I started, well, I've been getting tattooed since it's just like the day I turned 18, but then I stopped caring about hiding it and shit. And it was just like, yeah, definitely like a liberating time for me, I guess. Just being out of the house and just, yeah, exactly. I had a job. I was making my own money already. I had a job since I was 15. So like, it was just, so were you was it were you working like somewhere else other than program uh when i once i turned 18 i started working in coffee okay oh that's right because that, that's something yeah. i've known you to do for like like a long time like so did you have a good, good like a good shop you worked at in like huntington yeah or? yeah okay. uh, it was in costa mesa gotcha gotcha so you you do that and then um you know at the time like what you know dare does his territory what was kind of the next step for you guys Dude, I'm trying to, I'm going to go on the Instagram and figure it out. Cause I'm pretty sure we have like, I've never deleted any of the flyers. So it's, it was terror. And then dude, I don't even fucking know, but I remember dude, that time of my life is a blur just cause I feel like I, we did so much for a minute. So you just, um, you're just, you're just hitting it. You're just like, go, you're playing. Yeah. Like I everywhere. think after that, we were just like, fuck it, dude. Like this is people are fucking with it. So let's just, play literally we, we would play any anything anyone would ask we were like yep yeah let's do we it were, we were the band like we'd play pop punk shows we'd play mm-hmm. like the rap shows we played with that band bad rabbits that's like r&b kind of weird. oh yeah so, like we we would play with literally anybody and that was our thing we like made sure we wanted to be like we will pay play with anybody you don't have to be a hardcore man i think sure. a lot of people fuck with it i oh, actually kind of oh, remember right. this time period of y'all like i remember, I remember even like it. not even me in california i remember seeing y'all yeah. playing a lot we went to the East Coast for the first time right after. Right. First okay. East Coast tour. Where, what with spots in, did you in, hit? With Ingrown. We, we hit Connecticut, New York, Pennsylvania, Maryland, Virginia. Oh, actually, the Virginia day fell through, I think. Hmm. It was Maryland, hmm. Florida, Texas, Missouri, Illinois, Kentucky, and Indianapolis. Okay. So you, you, yo, you went hard. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the, dude, it's crazy to me that Ingrown's been a band since since that time. Dude, um, first show we played, Connecticut, Anxious, Restraining Order, Ingrown, Dare. Look at that. That show now would do numbers. Dude, yeah. And that was at Crunch House. I don't know if you ever played Crunch House. No, no. It was a little, tiny, dude. It, I imagine it's a, little, <laughs> so, yeah, it's a little room, dude. Yeah. Fucking wild. So I'm saying, like, it's crazy because that would have been what, 2000? 2018, April. 18. Yeah, that show now would do numbers um okay so so yeah you're you're putting kind of like foot on the gas and and hitting it um so you guys go and are you know just playing you've got got kind of like well after you get out of the vietnamese family's house where did you end up going uh got a house in hb okay gotcha got a little like one bedroom apartment in hb with with that uh roommate that i was telling you about that i used to work with 
Me and her got a one bedroom in there. Like, yeah. So we were just trying to, we got evicted and we were just away from each other trying to figure out what the next move was. Got it. That makes sense. Okay. So you got a stable spot to stay and, you know, you got to get the good job and you're, you're just, you know, just kind of playing. Uh, when does that record come out? So after on that East Coast tour, we get asked to play Sound of Fury. Yeah. So Sound of Fury gets announced while we're on the East Coast. And then so that where that viral video came out. Oh um, yeah, so, the Barstool Sports video. Barstool yeah, Sports exactly. video. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So that happens. And that's before the record even came out. That was Dare that was Dare playing. People the only thing we had out was a demo. So half the set we played, people didn't even know interesting okay yeah so that was pre like the that seven inch out and okay. so that's why we, we were just like fuck we're playing first we'll see how it goes and then it fucking it was nuts and yeah, then it, honestly it awesome. ever since that set that's what made us that's what made it work that's what off. was just like okay this is like people fuck with us now yeah so, so then, then you, from there, you're just kind of like, you're, you're like, yeah, from there, the gas, full gas, you know, yeah, just fucking sending it, just hitting it. So that's 20, like 18 into 19, 2018, yeah, okay. And are you just playing in Dare at this time? Yeah, only okay. Dare. Okay, cool. So next year, 19, kind of like, is it more of the same or are you kind of gearing up for? I mean, I know if it's you guys do an LP, but I'm trying to remember what year that was. It was 2018. The LP? Uh, no, I'm sorry. No, the 7 inch. Yeah, let's say 7 inch is 18. Was, yeah, the 7 inch was 18. And we ended up playing like For the Children. And then we played LDB. Mm-hmm. And then the record came out. Or actually, okay. no, 7 inch came out. Then we played LDB. But we, we announced LDB, LDB and all that stuff. Like I a see. bunch of shit. That's when we started just going fucking off. Just doing all like everything. We, we were playing. Yeah, we played like every. That's when we played game. Did we play Damage City yet? No, that was not yet. Oh, but, damn. Uh, How was so that? We played... It was fine. It was not great. Well, so when I was younger, uh, the first time they did Damage City, it was not the same weekend as UB. Yeah. Um, so I went, um, you know, because it was like, I can't, I don't even remember like the lineup, but I remember being like really excited about it because like I like love stuff of that nature. I think uh, it was like, in like double negative and like uh i know there was this i know there was a surprise 86 mentality set i remember that distinctly um but it was like i remember being like yeah, this is cool like i like like you know like what the you know what they're doing i think violent reaction was on it um oh, yeah. but then subsequent years you be in that fest would be like the same yeah and i was too busy like i was i was tied up with the festival so i couldn't go dude um, yeah so I was just i'm curious. trying to think back on all this shit like we had the dare the seven inch release show and that was that lineup now would be crazy. What it was, was it? initiate cool side during there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. In oh, a dude, tiny really room that now. sold out. That was like the first time we sold out a room at what, home. What, what where was it? Was it was an old DIY spot called Rift Mountain. Okay. Got Rest it. in peace. And then we played for the children. Oh dude, we played the Buried Alive E Town Concrete show as a chain. Whoa, sick. I didn't even know that yeah, happened. Dude, there were so many. We played OHC. We played, uh, we did a tour, another tour with Ingram going in with Lurk. See, this and is then... interesting. I feel like a lot of bands that are playing like LDB and that are playing like Sound and Fury aren't playing something like dude, OHC we, we or played, David City. We played everything, dude. 
Well, and then that year we played Damage City. We played UB. That's UB, right. And then we you did, you did both. for a week, and then we That's did Damage right. City. There and you go. That makes sense. I'm trying to think what else we did, dude. There's so much. We were like the band for when like people out of town would come up. We would we would open every like bigger show for a second, and that was right. awesome. And then we did our first Midwest tour with Cross Me and Low End. Mm-hmm. Um, the Milwaukee what stuff. Else? Angel Dust was doing the Pretty Buff tour at that time. Yeah, we did. They they had us jump on the the record release show for LA. Chill. And I remember thinking I was like. I made it because we were the only band that on that tour, or we were the only band that wasn't on the tour that played on that entire tour. Like we uh, got asked to play LA specifically. Yeah. And that was like such a good, crazy show for us. And then, uh, yeah, dude, LDB was dope. And then we announced UB, we played some shows with Gorilla Biscuits. Uh, and then Culture Beast gets announced. We do the whole, our first full US. That was a Culture uh, Beast. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Cause they were first really, they were, they were really popping then too. So that, like, that's a, yeah. that's a good tour to get. First full us 2019. And, and, and you're, home. you're booking all this stuff on your own. At the, so dude, at the time we were booking everything on our own until culture use was not us. But honestly, up until like last year, two years ago, yeah. dare did everything on our own. Solo. Who are, who are you working with now? Uh, we were last tour. We did Josh booked it. Okay. Josh Stern. Bryant. Yeah. Oh, no, Josh, no, oh, Josh, Josh White. White. Okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Yeah. All right, so so, so Florida, uh, Florida, Josh. Um, yeah. Okay, so uh, yeah. so you, you're. It sounds like you're just you're doing everything. Yeah. You've got kind of the freedom Straight to up. do so, yeah. like hitting every single event that you know one can play. You do a rev record yeah. when COVID. So we announced rev happened. before. I think yeah. lockdown. Was what, it before I mean, lockdown? You, I mean, you're, you were so busy prior to lockdown, kind of like, what was the, what did you end up doing when, when things could kind of shut down? Skated all day, every day. Okay. Dude, I, I got to show you photos. At that time, I was eating hella good because I had nothing. I wouldn't go out, so I cooked every day. Yeah. I would skate and I'd work out. Oh, so you, and, you were dude, you like shredded up. I was fucking <laughs> shredded, dude. Let's go. Dog. I'm a fat piece of shit. But yeah, you get back time, there. <laughs> dude, I was fucking tiny and like lean and my, just my buff, was like, dude. was like, I'm ready for war, dog. Take, like, dude, undo lockdown. Yeah. Let me out there. <laughs> well, it was, it was three months of working out in the backyard. Yeah. And I lived three blocks from the beach. So I was hella tan. Yeah. And then I would work out skate for eight hours and that was my every day for like the first three months of lockdown so did were you like low-key kind of kind of vibing it yeah for sure yeah i did that was the first time i've skated like that since i was a little kid and it's also probably like you guys were like really really busy it's probably like like oh it's cool it's like it sucks that we all like have to like do this but it's like personally i imagine you being like all right it's kind of like nice to like kind of sit i mean i'm breathe I miss music a lot because we were on tour like two weeks before that happened. Yeah. We were with uh, Terror and Creepy Death and the Warriors. Yeah, oh, sick. Ooh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Cool. That's so, a, I that like was, that combo. That was the last tour we did pre-shutdown. Mm, okay. And then I just looked at the timestamps and we announced Rev in June. And the June record was supposed to uh, 2020. Okay. And the record is supposed to come out in the fall of 2020. Originally. And- did it come out in 2021? Yeah, a full okay. year later. Yes. So, well, people didn't know what to do. They were like, there was two strategies. You could be like, all right, well, because you didn't know when it was going to stop. 
So you're like, okay, like exactly. either we just like put it out physicals now, just because we have no idea, or we like wait till stuff looks better. You know, it's like yeah. no one knew what to do. Well, dude, at that oh. time, we, we were in the studio for a full month. Wow. Like, we tracked that LP, like, like rock dance track LPs. Mm-hmm. It was like a week of drums, like a week of guitars, a week of bass, and then like a week of vocals. And it was just like the most strenuous recording I've ever done in my life. Like, yeah, I, I've never been worked so fucking hard. Just vocally, dude, like, I would do Zach to shout out fucking insane engineer. Uh, yeah, where, like where was this spot? Uh, LA. It was in the the Valley of LA. I think. What? What else like did this Bicab. person? Uh, he's uh, done the. Well, I think ever since he's done like all the Zulu shit. He's done okay. uh, like some Touche stuff. I think he did some trash talk stuff. Sure. Um, Got it. A bunch of like more pop punks kind of realm stuff, but he was trying to get more into the hardcore scene. I see. And or record more hardcore bands. And uh, dude, I would do. Like, say I did a line perfectly. He'd go, mm-hmm. okay, cool, do it again. And I'd have to lay it down perfectly, like, five times. And then if that doesn't count, though, the fucked up ones. So there was times where I'd be doing a line for, like, 20 takes. Oh. And, dude, I had, like, probably, I had two or three straight meltdowns. Yeah, Just I would, too. my headphones at the fucking window. Like, I think on one of them, it got so bad, and I was so stressed out that I just chucked everything, like flipped the table that I had in there and just left for like four hours and like ate an entire banana bread loaf from Trader Joe's. Bitch. Dude. Dude, I hate recording. Dude, I don't mind it. So at the time, I think vocals were still weird for me. Sure. And like, I wasn't, didn't quite have it on lock how I do now. Yeah. But, uh, did I do abrasion yet? I don't think I did. No, I did. Abrasion's already out by then. Okay, so you already oh, started yeah. abrasion. Demo, demo abrasion's already out. Okay, um, but yeah, dude. And then that was so the Daryl P is the last thing I did in Southern California. I literally okay. recorded it. I remember I was so stressed on finishing it because if I didn't finish, I would. I, I moved to San Jose literally days after I, I tracked that last live. And and what had kind of like, you know, you've been like a lifelong OC guy. What had kind of like made you make the change? Uh, living in HB at that time was pretty, pretty rowdy, especially yeah. being uh, a fair colored skin folk like myself. Oh, well, and then, yes, yeah. of course. And so it was, and especially with all like the, the protests and all the pandemic shit that didn't exist over there. And people were just, yeah, people were just out for trying to incident, like start shit all the time. And then yeah. I'm of course like one that people will want to fuck with because I don't look like everyone else there. Right. And then you're, 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 you're a very Mexican man. This makes Dude, sense. Cops, <laughs> like, cops would like stop on my street and watch me go in my house all the time. And I'd have to like dangle my keys in front. So I could be like, look, I fucking live here. Like just because I wear baggy clothes and I'm brown doesn't mean I'm breaking into this. But I okay. gratefully so. I lived in a fucking insane neighborhood. I lived three blocks from the beach. So every house around me was like three stories. Or oh, three it's like, like a bitching so, area. Exactly. And then it's just me and my roommates that just live in this, not the best house on that, right. not the best looking house on, on that fucking block. But, uh, and then I had a girlfriend at the time and then shit was going really well. My lease was ending. And I was like, dude, who knows when music's coming back? Like, Oh yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, okay. I, I left October 2020. So, so you, so you're like, you're like, you're like, yeah. At that time, you're like, who fucking knows? Like, who yeah. knows? It's like, you know, it's like, like, like maybe this is not, maybe this is forever. Maybe this is more yeah. years from now, what have you. So it's like, all right, might as well make the change. That makes sense. Um, so you you take it up north because it's like, yeah, it's like you're not thinking about like, well, like I don't want to do, I don't want to come up here because then it's going to make doing band harder. You already can't do it in a life. My justification at the time too, was like, there was in a spot where we already weren't the local band anymore. Sure. So we would, we were only touring at the time. So I was like, I'll just yeah. fly in and out wherever I need to go. I know the game. So that was like but, my uh, whole thing too. I was just like, there's another spot where I can do this. Sure. So yeah, you've, you've been around long enough and like, like the, it, it's the machine is, oiled enough in a way where you're like it, it's not like yeah, we're like hopping on stuff in the middle of the week or anything exactly. um so you, you come up here and like you know like what was when you got here were you like uh to the bay were you like all right this is the change i needed or was like your your transition like harder because of covid like you know where were you at it was different for sure but i already knew i knew people here i wasn't like best friends with them Mm-hmm. but I knew people. So I knew I'd have kind of some people to hang out with when I moved up here. Cause sure. prior to the moving year, my one and only experience in San Jose, I almost got in a fight with all of security at the Ritz. I don't, do you remember me telling you that story? Oh, we were at the choir was, show together. Yeah. yeah. That was my mm-hmm. only other experience in San Jose before I moved. Got it. Okay. And then so, I was just like, go. okay, I know some people here. I'll be fine. And then lo and behold, like my ex-girlfriend used to work with Brandon, big boy. Uh, yes. And Brandon was like the first person I really got introduced with. And like, sure. he kind of brought me in and like brought me around. Like I remember the same with Theo, Theo and Brandon are the mm-hmm. first people that like started inviting me out to do stuff. Hell yeah. And like, I remember getting Angelus with Theo and I met dirt for the first time. And then just like, I kind of just started meeting everybody. And it's like, cool. I don't know. It's just the rest of history, I guess. Yeah. And so it's, and, and, what, and that's the thing too, is that like what I, what I can, a testament to, you know, Bay Area hardcore people is that uh, they're very like, hey, come hang out. They're very like, you know, like let's yeah. like let's link up. They're like they're they're very welcoming in like in like a sick way. Um, so you know, you start hanging out here, uh, but not terribly long after. We'll say like another, I don't know, not even a full year. Lockdown rescinds. Yeah, and you know what was your like? You're like, okay, what's what was your kind of plan of attack then? Had you started tattooing yet or like getting into that yet? No, no, actually. Okay. Yes, I did. Uh, April, February of 2021. My ex-girlfriend got me a light box for Valentine's day. Got it. And that's where I like, got everything started. Okay. And then I gave it up there. <laughs> I tried uh, it for a couple of months and I was like, I'm fucking ass at this. I will never be able to do this. And I'm not going to do this shit. Fuck it. Oh, we'll look yeah. at you now. But, I, I hate being I hate being bad at stuff. So if I'm bad at it, I'll just simply uh, which kind of makes sense because you've been good at many things you've tried throughout your life. So yeah. when you probably encounter something that doesn't click immediately, you're like fuck Dude, it. pisses me off. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so but the seeds are so from kind yeah. of getting into into that. Um what you know let's let's call it summer twenty twenty one, you know, you're like, all right like gigs are back. What was kind of your first, your first plans for like abrasion and dare? I wanted to play as much as fucking humanly possible, dude. Mm-hmm. I wanted to make up for everything that we couldn't do, especially going to RBS. 
that oh, was yeah. like, I need to fucking play a gun. I need to fucking so do dude. this shit. Yeah. And then we got offered that territory. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. First tour yeah. back. So, yeah, you do the territory. It's like tear, drain. You guys. What's up closer? There. What's up closer? Yeah. Um, and that occurs in like September. September. August, September? September, yeah. Yeah. September. Um, so, not, not that long after. Um, now, and that was like down to Furnace Fest? Yes. So did you play Furnace? No, we played Furnace. We just played the same show we did. Oh, the, the, the same. Okay. Yeah. I, I knew some of the bands that were playing that pre-show that we played together were playing Furnace Fest. But I, I, I didn't know. like terror off that package. The rest of us oh, just off that package. Yeah. That kind of makes sense. I feel like I feel like if I remember correctly, I'm probably wrong. But if I, I think if I remember year one of Furnace Fest, they really leaned into like, this is only like bands from years of yore. Yeah. As opposed to anything current. Yep. Um, I'm probably wrong. I'm just this is just what I remember. Um, okay, so you, you get to do that, you know, you come back. What what is a has abrasion played anything yet at this point? Uh, like our first show was with no pressure, when no pressure's first show. I think that was okay. October. Okay. Okay, so October of twenty twenty one. Yes. Yeah, has to be twenty twenty one. Or twenty what? right? I don't fucking know. No, I was 2022. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So abrasion had started, but y'all weren't playing anything for a full. I think so, dude. Oh, interesting. Okay. Let me see. Cause I don't fucking know. I don't think no pressure has been around since 2021. No. Okay. So they definitely have, because I did a no pressure show in Richmond in February of 2022. January 22. Okay, so then it was October 2021. That makes sense. Because we played the first shows they played. Because Dare, I played every single one of those shows, but it flip-flopped. Dare played two, Abrasion played one. I got it. Okay. And and like, where were those? X-Bar, Midnight Hour, Program. Got it. Okay. Got it. All right. So, uh, did those, you know, and like, 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 Abrasion, uh, like you know like is involved like w- with that as well going into 2022 what is kind of like you know it, it's like what what was sort of like the plan for kind of like both your musical endeavors and when does kind of like the idea of tattooing become more of a tangible thing uh tattooing didn't uh, it was like one of those things where i think april 2022 is when i started trying to paint again Right. I like, there was a full year where I just didn't do it at all. Mm-hmm. And then April 2022, I like start to kind of dip my feet in again. Yep. And then I just realistically, ever since April, to, like then I haven't stopped. Right. So yeah, I, I, like, I know you're, I know just, you're going hard. Yeah. So I, I tried it again and then just made myself figure it out and then just did that and then had like, remember going to Europe and I like bought like a fucking little sketchbook while I was out there. So I was just drawing in the van the whole time, just doing my best to figure it out. I like bought an iPad, like try to fucking have all my books and all that shit. And like, I really like fully sense it in 2022. And you you were in Europe with Dare? Yes. Uh, What, what tour was this? Like, was it just y'all or were you you with somebody? Yeah, it was just Dare. Okay. Our first and only European tour, we just went by ourselves. Sure. And fucking, 
about four months. Long time. Okay. Oh yeah, you played Eperfest and stuff. Okay, yes, yeah. yes, yes. All right, I remember talking about this. Um, so you're doing that, and Field of Flames has started by this point, or no? Uh, I played my first show with Field of Flames in January. Field of Flames has been a band for since 2018, 2017. Oh wow, dude, Dare played a show with Field of Flame, Field of Flames in, in SF. Well, this is a funny show. It was Field of Flames, Gulch, Ingram Dare at Honey Hive. <laughs> Good gig, solid yeah. gig, no doubt. Yeah. And uh, so that was the first time I saw Field of Flames, and I was like, "This band fucking rocks!" Yeah. Right. And then we played a show with them in Fullerton, mm-hmm. and I was so stoked to see them. Like, there's an old photo of me wearing like playing a show somewhere in the Midwest, and I'm wearing a Field of Flames shirt in like 2018. Got it. And so then when you, you okay? Go ahead. Sorry. And then I moved to the Bay, and then I remember talking to Justin and shit, and he's like, "Hey, you play drums, right?" And I was like, "Dude, I haven't played drums." I stopped playing drums at Cold Turkey after I switched to vocals. Didn't okay. touch drums for five years. Justin asked me to ask me to jam with them. Mm-hmm. And in that jam session, I joined the band. Oh, okay. I played my first show two weeks later after not playing drums for five years. What was the first show? Just another gig. Okay, so you, so in uh, what Tacoma? Yeah, was it, okay. that was my first Sorry. show at Field of Flames, January twenty twenty two. Got it. Got it. Um, let me think about this here. And then I feel like I feel like I saw Field of Flames right around that time, and you were definitely in it, but I don't remember what it was an X Bar show, but I don't remember which one it was. Because yeah, I saw Field of Flames at X Bar before I started playing. Mm, maybe you weren't in it yet. Um, that was, was what show was that? Um. Oh, this is gonna. I don't remember, me. but it, it was right right when they put out uh, the 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 tape, the the remnants or whatever. The blue cover one or no, the other one, the, the one tape. before. Yeah, yeah. I forget who that show was with. I'm gonna I have to look this being up. So excited to see them because, dude, I like that's like the funny thing. I genuinely love Field of Flames, and like when they dropped that demo, I would listen to it every fucking day. And then I get asked to play, and I was just like, "Well, That's I already a cool know these feeling. songs." Well, you're like, yeah. it's like you're like, yeah, I fuck with this band really heavy, and they like want me to like be a part of it. Yeah, dude. It I'm gonna look awesome. this up right now and see if I can find out yeah, what gig too. this was. It, it was for sure at X Bar. It was for sure at X Bar. Uh, was it? Nope, that's Sacramento. Uh, hmm. Oh, they, nope. it doesn't go back that far. Oh, feel the flames. Uh, no pressure. No, dude. I know what it was because I remember one of. I remember my first show. I guess you weren't in the band because it, maybe you and I were like moshing together at this. Um, it was the tsunami dead heat show that. Oh, tsunami. I, was, I was down south. Okay, yeah. there we go. Because I because I, I remember seeing feel the flames at that show, and. Uh, at, at, that was like my one of my first gigs. Uh, Dude, I was when so I started... bummed missing that show. It was pretty late. I'm not gonna lie to you, man. Um, well, I, I remember the whole shit that happened tsunami that ended up playing. Oh, it, dude, it was there was there was a lot of shit happening at that. It was like there's too many fights. So tsunami didn't play. Chris didn't show couldn't show up for Dead Heat. So it was like the like. Oh, I saw Jaffe different... sang some songs. Jaffe sang. Yeah. I sang a song. 
Uh, which is really funny because nobody here knew who I was. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> like at that point. So they're like, who's this? I remember Brandon told me like uh later, he was like, yo, I, I saw that and you you did like a really good job. And I was like, who's that guy? Like, I was like, he feels like he seems like he knows what he's doing, you know, kind of thing. Um, it's like me, Jaffe, Justin, Phil the Flames, Justin did, yeah. um, Erica, uh um, like East Bay Erica. Yeah, two, two like maybe eight oh five guys, and then maybe I think Joseph too. Probably. So that was and, and but yeah, the show did not the show did not go on. Yeah. Um. So I, I played too. the next day with tsunami and Deggie, okay. I think in LA. Yes, that's right. That's right. Oh yeah, that show looked epic. Um. But uh, okay. So so you joined Field of Flames. You were not an original member. Um, yeah, but start doing that in like 2022, um, and 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 everything there. So so at that point in time, you're in Field of Flames, Abrasion, and Dare. You guys, Dare does. You know, you're working. You're doing coffee up here. Yeah, and you're uh, you know, you're you're drawing a lot. Um, not you know, obviously like you're starting out, not full on tattooing yet. Um, so as as kind of 2022 goes on. Each of those projects, each of those endeavors, kind of like what kind of like what kind of like rounds out the year? I feel like after Europe, Dare, that was pretty much it for us. Okay. Like we did, I think we played a couple shows in oh, we did neck deep and then we played some shows in Texas in October. But there was like a okay. few months where nothing happened. I think that's when Abrasion started touring. Because mm-hmm. Dare wasn't busy. Abrasion starts touring. We do our first tour with it's big boy extinguish abrasion. Sick. Oh, then, was that was that out the Texas too? No, that was only West Coast. Got Ten it. days West Got Coast. It. Okay. And then so that was fucking awesome. That was the first abrasion tour ever. And sure. then Dare does neck deep, like three shows of neck deep at Chain Reaction. And then how would, how would that come together? Because it's like obviously Dare Dare is the ubiquitous band. It plays a lot of different types of mm-hmm. stuff, but. But I, I remember something I remember, and correct me if I'm wrong. I remember there, like Neck Deep coming to America was like a big deal. Like it hadn't happened mm-hmm. before or something. That was no, they have that was the tenure for those like seven inches that made them blow up. I so see. It was, like the songs everyone wants to hear that they like used to play Chain Reaction on ten years ago. Okay, I got it. I got it. All right, I, I knew there was something special about that yeah, tour, yeah. but I wasn't really quite sure. Um. Okay, so it's like abrasion kind of stuff starts going up there. You do a little bit with Dare. And you know, I know at that time it's like I'm I'm around the base, so it's like I know Field of Flames is like like plays like fairly yeah. regularly, um, and stuff. Uh, and ha- like, were you doing like, did you do any of the East Coast Field of Flames stuff? I guess you would have done FYI. No, the oh, only no. thing, the furthest thing is Field of Flames ever done is FYI. I don't know. I think Field of Flames, the last tour they did was like 2018. Interesting. I know they played the one, one I played with them on. Okay, I know they did one gig in Philly because they did a Gulch yes, Philly show. We did. We played Philly with Gulch. Yes. Okay. So we did Philly and Florida. Got it. Got it. Okay. Like um, months apart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, all right. So, and then kind of cresting into like, into like this year into into twenty twenty three. It's like I, I know Dare experienced like a lineup change. Yeah. And so it's like what, what you and I talked about, like 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 off mic was that you were like, okay, it's like, you know, like it's, they're still you, but it's like kind of like who, 
it, like whoever can play is kind of the team at the time or, or you yeah. looking for something more solid. No, I don't fucking care anymore. It's if I get a cool offer and I have mm-hmm. friends that want to do it, then I'm down, but I'm you not like super stressing about it. Like this thing, my homie Marquise is always like, dude, people like there. I always feel like people don't give a fuck about them. Man. And I think it's just so on the back burner for me that I like forget. Oh, and then, uh, I'm going to look up something. It's like, I don't know. I mean, it's like people definitely not like it like hundred percent matters, but it's like people I'm looking and look at Spotify numbers, people definitely listen to your ass. I'll tell you that right now. Um so it's like I feel like yeah, you can play and people care. I just don't really I'm not like actively trying to keep it sure. tour and shit, you know? Yeah. Especially now yeah, well, with I got my kind of You've already kind of done a lot too. You know? Yeah. You you've done more than the average band. Uh, where it's like you've done Europe, you've done the U.S. multiple times with like, like big bands, you know, kind of thing. It's kind of like you just kind of look at it. It's like, all right, well, what else do we even want to do? Yeah, I wanted Japan, Southeast Asia, Australia. That's of next course. on the list. We we had Japan, and then Adam Joy stick to your gun, so it got uh, um, canned. But uh, mm-hmm. it was literally like the day before it got announced, Adam got the job, and I was like, oh, fuck shit. you, you fucking asshole. Damn it. So to this no. day, I tell him he robbed me of Japan. So how dare, how dare he, he, he he has, shit. He I know he's a, that. I know he's a listener, so I'm gonna like hate Fuck on that right guy, now. dude. Fuck <laughs> that guy. Um, so, uh, <laughs> but feel the flames doing stuff. You released new music this year. Um, is that the first music that you've been on recording for? No, I didn't record that. Justin, I was in oh. Texas playing. Dare oh yeah, he kind of does everything, do doesn't he? Yeah, Justin's a madman, dude. Yeah, I play it differently. I think I play a little. I put a little more sauce on it, but uh, he, he don't get Justin, the style. Justin, <laughs> Justin is just he needs a little more seasoning, you know. Yeah, come on, Justin, come on, man. I'll get I'll put the angel sauce on it. Um, and then abrasion, kind of like what's the what's the current like kind of update on abrasion? <sighs> Dude, Jesse, our guitar player, is like creeping death's merch slash like sound guy now, so mm-hmm. he's always gone. Yeah, so it's like. And then Adam's always gone. Uh, there's talks of us. There's supposed to be a, a show in the Bay. Okay, cool. And uh, there's talks of us maybe playing it. So it, it's I'm, like one of those things where it like miraculously lines up where everyone's going to be in town. So it's just trying to make it happen. I'm sure I'll have some type of hand in it. So once Malachi yeah, you will. tell me, yeah. <laughs> so I'll be like, okay, like, um, <laughs> but uh, okay. So so it's like it's like I, this sounds healthy though. It sounds like it's like. It's like with like your projects, it's like, all right, like, you know, if stuff works out for Dare or Abrasion right now, cool. But like, it's like, it's, you're not like beating yourself over the head. Yeah, exactly. And ever you know. since I'm not, I'm not at the shop I was apprenticing at anymore. And mm-hmm. I was there fucking nine at 10 hours a day, sure. almost every day. And now I'm not yeah. there. And now I'm on like on my lonesome Lone Ranger mm-hmm. kind of style that sure. I can tour again. So okay, I can do all that shit. So anyone anyone of the homies listening if you need to fill bang Yo, my line. Oh, i know you asked me but i was gone i know well, but you're gonna be you're gonna be gone um allegedly if i mean if you're not when, then when is that december oh right yeah so i think you're gone <laughs> this, this we'll talk we'll talk we'll talk all right hit me, yo hit me up because yeah, yeah. that would be make my life a lot easier um but uh and yeah you and you'll meet all the guys this weekend so yeah. um but uh okay uh 
I mean, yo, man, like that's you have done so much stuff that's like I think like a lot of people that are involved in hardcore could, could kind of only like maybe like dream about, and you've done it with like so many different things and are continuing to do so. Um, so it, it's kind of like what's what's next for you? Like what's what's what do you what do you envision for your future? Uh, tattooing, man. Trying to yeah. figure that shit out right now. I, f- I finally just started actually tattooing, so it's been like a whole new thing that I'm just like mad, like in love with, and that's all I want to do. And I've done, I've been tattooing for two weeks, and I've done like 28 tattoos. Whoa! And so this yeah, is so, so this uh, is like brand new. Yeah, awesome. you're brand new. So I'm fucking and like was at a shop today, and there's a shop I'm about to be going into. I had like a meeting with the shop owner, and I was just like, "Fuck, dude." So it's uh it's gonna be a lot of tattooing, but I'm still trying to play music. And then like first thing we talked about, he's like, dude, you wanna go play? Go play. I'm not he's like, I'm not your boss. Like I'm your boss and I'm not your boss. I don't want you to that's think sick. of me that way. So that's, that's like, they're like a gonna big be chill thing. About it. Exactly. Because dude, and, some uh, shops will, will not be like that at all. Yeah, straight up. Yeah. Like and, like uh, like, so, like the engineer of this, like you met Sam earlier for like the Patreon yeah. episode. He's the shop guy for the shop absolute in uh in richmond and it's like i remember kind of towards and he's just a shop guy i remember kind of towards the end of breakaway we always had like the guy who drums for mad playing because like they like were like strict about letting them you know go whatever yeah. so if this guy's being chill that's cool yeah so it's like the first thing he was just like go play man he's like if you need to go to japan for a month then go to japan for a month. okay this is so been, good precedent yeah so that's been cool and then i don't know i'd like to play more shows I hope I get to play more shows with Rob Brigade. I just love playing that type of hardcore. Dude, yeah. I feel like it's my bread and butter. It's what same, I'm good same. at drumming for. Just like yeah. anything yeah. like that is what I can play for sure. Fuck yeah. I know there was talks of us starting up a fast band. I don't know what fuck let's, happened. Let's that, just do it. I'm, I'm, I need to be in a bait band. So I'm, I'm down. Like we'll, we'll talk. We'll, we'll figure yeah. it out. Like, you know, uh, I so I wish I wish I could play any instrument adequately, because then I could just like well, from from a practical standpoint, yeah, just so yeah, I could yeah. like write the shit and like maybe like like record a couple things and be like, all right, put a demo out. Whoever like is into this, like if you want to join, cool, you know, kind of thing. But we'll uh, we'll figure it out. Everybody listening, I, there there may be another band I'm doing in the future. This could be this could be <laughs> where it starts out right here. Um, but yeah, that brings us to today, and uh, you know, the future is bright for Angel. Uh, you know, anything that you want to leave the people with before we uh, sign off here? Uh, just surround yourself with good homies, dude. That's the key to happiness. I got nothing but love and respect for all my friends, and I wouldn't be anything without all of them, including you. Like, this is a podcast that I also listen to, so I'm just stoked to be a part of it and stoked to finally make it happen. Course, man. If you want to uh, potentially hang out with myself and Angel uh, next week, uh, Berkeley at Gilman on eight ten. Uh, it's a, it's a starting there. It's a run down to uh, Southern California at midnight hour and program in uh, San Fernando Valley and Orange County, respectively. That's uh, going to be a run that's mutually assured destruction, extinguish, defective chain, and doomsday. Uh, if again you're in California, anywhere of those places next week. Uh, I have a strong suspicion Angel is going to be with us. Uh, come and hang out with both of us. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoy this episode and want to hear more from Angel or just support the podcast in general, you can subscribe to our Patreon at www.patreon.com 
slash forum of passion. Until next time, everybody, stay safe.